0: I'm excited to uh, talk about tonight's topic. I've been thinking about this for um, a couple of weeks. And um, I've just been thinking how many times I've been prayed for in the past. I'll come down, people will pray for me, and I'll feel a release in the spirit. You know, like stuff comes off me, my brain feels different, my heart feels different. And In a short period of time, it it feels like I'm right back where I started. And um, the Holy Spirit has had me in school for the last five months. It's been an awesome school. I feel like I'm getting my PhD. I had no idea what I was doing. But in January, I went and um, I went through a deliverance session. And in that session, God did some powerful things to set me free. And so I came back, and I told Eric Knopf, the other uh, co-leader, who by the way, uh, let's not hate him too much. He and Camille and the kids are in Santa Barbara for the month, just working from there. He uh, FaceTimed me today. I was in Raley's, he was looking out over the ocean. And I maintained a really sweet spirit, those of you who know me well. (laughs) I only abused him a little bit. But whenever I got back from my deliverance session, I said, I'm back. And he goes, great. What are you going to do to maintain that? And I was like, that's a great question. But I said, I am determined to have this freedom. And I think, as I've been, I've been very um, intentional about keeping this freedom because it's been so awesome. People started going, "Wow, your personality's back! What happened? You're fun again!" I'm like, "Really? What was I before?" Um, and that question kind of answered itself. Um, but I wanted to share with you the things that I am learning. So I'm not coming to you tonight like I have all the answers because I don't. In fact. Um, if you're the kind of person who needs for your leaders to be perfect, this is probably not the ministry for you. (laughs) I do want to read you a word that Laura Simon sent me today. It sounds kind of pretentious, I guess. I read it, and I was going to leave out some stuff. But you know, you guys, if we don't ever really have the courage to go for who God says that we're going to be, we will never be anything. And I, myself, uh, I have a very tender heart, extremely tender. But when it comes to the enemy, I'm a straight-up thug. I'm not playing. And I believe that we're raising, we are currently, Epic Life, I've, I've uh, felt this, we are currently in a, we have a momentum going that's going to be different than anything we've ever experienced. I'm really excited about that, and I feel like tonight is part of preparing our hearts for that. Uh, Laura said, I woke up today, and if you don't know her, she's in Hawaii. She has coordinated our intercessors for the last two years from Hawaii. She's an amazing woman. She was just here for a week, and we had some awesome time. But she she sent this out to my intercessors. She said, I woke up today to a dream about EPIC people were pouring in like there was even an overflow seating room. And in the second row, were. a So sometimes when there's a lot of anointing, I yell. And it's like a highlighter. You know, some people have really powerful words of knowledge. They call out people's middle names. I don't. I just yell. So take it for what it is. And in the second row were a bunch of famous pastors there to visit Epic. They weren't preaching, but were there for themselves. You were up at the podium and were saying, once Epic had special guest pastors come in to lead, and now they're here to get. I remember you were thanking them by name for coming, but the only name I remember is Reinhard Bonnke. Yeah, Yeah, major hero. So Lord, thank you for all that you do at Epic. Um, May all of today be gloriously filled with you, released today to be turning around points for everyone. So that's what I wish for you tonight is a turning around point. Um, I think a lot of times we come to the front, we feel the freedom, we go home, and we don't change anything. And we're so disappointed when it doesn't stick. And so I just want to talk to you like grown-ups because the reason it doesn't stick is because you don't do the things that make you sticky. Sticky. I want to read 2 Corinthians 3.18. It's such a powerful verse. We all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. And that means as the Lord, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And today when I was preparing, I was thinking this is such a phony verse. Sounding, such a phony sounding verse. You know, we say it all the time. Like, yeah, it's just glory to glory. Hardly anybody lives in glory. Have y'all noticed? (laughs) And if you're going to go from glory to glory, you have to create your own glory. I feel like we are in this phase. uh, When Paul wrote Timothy... And he said, don't get caught up making deals in the marketplace. Concentrate on carrying out orders. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules will never get anywhere. It is a diligent farmer who gets the produce. Think it over, God will make it all plain. I wanna give you the information that you need so that you can successfully create glory in your world. Because I'm, I'm experiencing this. It's not like every day is a great day. In fact, I'll tell you tonight, uh, it started about an hour before the service. I got a pain in my side right here, and it was so hard. It came on me so hard, it was, I was nauseated. I felt like I was gonna throw up. So I went to pre-service prayer, sat down, agreed with everybody on pre-service prayer, and when it was over, I grabbed four of my guys, took them in a different room, and said, I want you to pray for me, and whatever happens, healing or not, when we're done with this prayer, we're walking out of this room and we're not going to act like it's even an issue. We have to get to the place as men and women of God, I'm not talking to you like kids because you're not. We have to get to the place to where we walk out and take that microphone no matter what's happening. My side was killing me. I walked up to Seth, who's a friend of mine, the worship leader, and I said, I said, how are you? He said, I have a big headache I said and I have a major pain in my side and I put my hands on his head and prayed for him like I had just gotten prayer for me but I still had my pain and I felt nauseated and I so I sent out to four guys my age to intercede for me and Eric that pain did not stop until about two or three minutes before I got up here that's the kind of thugs I'm talking about raising up Because if you get that fierce and that savage on the inside and we come together and when we feel pain that we cannot stop, we come together and we tell each other, this is what hurts. Now pray with me. And if it doesn't go away, carry me on the field. When we get to that place, we're going to, and we are already, a bunch of us in this room are already there. I'm not talking down, I'm talking across. We're just all coming into focus. When we get to that place, there's nothing that we can't see God do in the young adults in Sacramento. This is not about Epic Life. Yeah. Yesterday, I, I, helped, I coordinate the, the Young Adult Leaders Network for Sacramento. And we met, and there were only six of us. But there's about 20 of us. But there's something that's happening in young adults in Sacramento. All of us leaders, when we come together, We love each other. There's no competition whatsoever. We pray for each other. We hold each other up. God wants to do something in Sacramento, and this is part of it. So I'm just going to kind of walk you through the things that you need to just consider in maintaining your deliverance and building your deliverance. One is present yourself as a candidate for revelation. The practical way to do that is if things ain't right with you, and you're back there, and we have a prayer line, get out of your chair and come up here and ask for prayer. And if you don't want to say what it, what's up, you don't have to, because anybody we have on the prayer line up here can hear from God. You can just walk up and say, pray for me. Now, God may mess you up a little bit, <laughs> but that's on you. You should have said what was up. Matthew 3, 2 says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We have to live a lifestyle of repentance. I heard a guy today, his name, and I love this guy's heart, Mark Crawford. He said, we have turned that from a lifestyle into an event. If you're the kind of person who can't say you're sorry, well, you should have known I was sorry. No, say you're sorry. Make those words come out of your mouth. If you live like that with people, that's how you live with God. And God still loves you passionately. But He is not going to give you the intimate revelation from His heart to yours when you take Him that lightly. Wow. 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 I don't become His unkid when I act like a jerk. But I have sons and daughters. And when they act like a jerk, I'm like. Go ahead. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll say something. But I used to, I literally would run people out of the, our ministry because I would hang on. Don't do that. Please don't do that. And then I would get into all this control like, don't do that. Can't you see what's going on? Now I'm like, okay, I'll say it. And if you want to listen, awesome. I might have a bigger piece for you to chew on if you chew on that one. But if you spit that one back at me, I'm good with that. Let me just back up here. You go ahead, go wherever you want to go. And when you hit that wall and break your nose, come back. I'll ask God to heal your nose. But it might not be be immediate. (laughs) Guys, we have to live a lifestyle of repentance. We walk that aisle like, yeah, I repented when I came to Jesus. (laughs) One time. I'm walking into my days now going, okay, Lord, did you not like that? What did you not like about that? Because I'll feel him like, go okay, go ahead, Eric. you all bad like that. Go ahead. I'm like, what did you not like, Jesus? And I'm kind of a passionate personality. I know that's hard to figure out. So he gives me good information. We want someone to do all the work and us stepping into our freedom. And that's not going to happen. You can be, I don't care what has been spoken over your, your life tonight. In fact, I break off every lie, every word curse, every accusation, and every scripture verse that's been used in witchcraft to control or manipulate you so that you can fully hear what I'm trying to speak to you in truth tonight. Yeah. I call your spirits fully forward so you can interact with the Holy Spirit because he wants to make you strong and powerful. Yeah. Matthew 12, 43-45 talks about how Jesus talked about he sets people free. You don't put anything in the house. Then seven times as many come back. I'm not saying that that's what happens when you come up here and you ask for prayer and you get some deliverance and you don't do anything. But something, something might come back around and move in your house if you don't put something in there yourself. If you don't decorate your own house with godly things, the enemy will be happy to move right back in and bring some of his friends with him. So when you're prayed for, record it. You'll see us a lot. I I have so many recordings, I had to delete some the other day. Because I record it and then I listen to it because it has power later. The same anointing that was on it, when you got it up front, I'm like an anointing hog. So I'll play it like three or four times because then it hits me and that much more comes off me. Listen to it again and again. Ask the Holy Spirit how to make it consistent freedom in your own life. Ask him how, like you get a prophetic word and you're like, I can't wait for that to come true. Really? Ask Holy Spirit, how do I make that come true? Write it out. If you can't figure it out, ask him again. If you still can't figure it out, take it to somebody that you think might know. If they can't, take it to somebody else. Because if you'll be relentless, God will meet you with passion. It may not be immediate. We have a young man in our ministry who asked me probably a month ago, um, do you have time to meet with me? And I was like, no, I don't. And I didn't say anything else. Amazing young man. I didn't say anything because I wanted to see what was he going to do when he didn't get something from me that he wanted, because I think he's got some powerful stuff that he carries. And I didn't say anything to him. I didn't give him any future date. I just stood back and watched his character. You know what? He never missed an assignment. Every time he showed up, he had an amazing attitude. He still served. He still greeted me with a hug. He still treated me well. And I still didn't make an appointment. Why? Because I wanted to see who is he. What can I entrust him with, with myself? And when I finally made an appointment, he was grateful. And I didn't have to pay anything for not coming through. That's the kind of character God's looking for from you. When you don't get the answer you need, Who are you going to be? You still show up? Can you still come to pre-service prayer? Can you enter into worship and actually worship? When you're standing there in worship and your pain hurts so bad you want to throw up, will you keep doing it? And I didn't learn to do this overnight. It's just what I figured out is the enemy's a bully. And if you're going to back up, every time he pushes you on the chest and go, what you about? You're going to back up until you're nothing. You're a shadow. And I had a lifetime of that. And I'm over it. Yeah. And so are many of you. All of us can be. It's not, I'm not bad on the inside. Don't get me wrong. When Seth was leading worship, I was like, God, it's in your weakness that I'm made strong. And you got plenty to work with. So I'm expecting something tonight. Share whatever you're pushing toward with a hope breather in your life. Let me describe a hope breather for you. As somebody who will tell you the truth when you need the truth, but somebody who can also ignore the facts that don't look like the truth. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you screw up, it's easy for people to go, uh, I, I, I think you, I know that. You think you're going to be this worship leader, but let me tell you the facts. No, it's somebody who understands. The facts go under the blood. The truth is still the truth. The prophetic word that God gave you is still the truth. And so if you want to surround yourself with people who are hope breathers like that, you have to be one yourself. You can't walk in rebellion. I've had Christian leaders in my lifetime (laughs) more than my share, probably because I had so much in me God had. It took a long time to work it out. But um, I've had leaders who didn't appreciate me. And I would come and work my rear end off, and they still didn't appreciate me. And God was like, really? Who are you going to be? Go take those curtains down. Put them back up next Thursday. All right. Be willing to make any change necessary to see your breakthrough remain. Evaluate your relationships, how you invest your time, what you listen to, what you talk about and read, anything that gets pointed out to you. Because if you'll let him, Holy Spirit will take you to a level of detail that will make you such a powerful man or woman in the kingdom, you will not believe who you can become. I have a couple of friends who are bodybuilders. And they can literally sculpt their own bodies because they have so much detail and so much information about what they eat. Go after that level of detail about what you're eating. What is your diet? Who are you listening to? We have a lot of churches represented here, and Capitol is very gracious to us. Pastor Rick and Pastor Doug told Eric and I whenever we met with them not too long ago, they felt like they wanted to house young adults, and there's many of us who don't go to Capitol. That's an apostolic vision for the city. An important one is to rest your heart. Anka sent me a quote today that I thought was so powerful. It says, your heart is precious, so take care of it. It may be able to forgive unconditionally, but don't exhaust it by surrounding yourself with those who constantly do you wrong. It may have an infinite capacity for patience, but don't exhaust it by surrounding yourself with those who don't value your time. A, a couple of months after my deliverance about March, I started really like looking at some of my relationships. And I honestly came to the place before the Lord. I just told him, I don't care who I have to give up. And for those of you who know me, I'm like a covenant guy. I, I do my circle of covenant. I update it. I'll circle names. They go in a different circle. They go in a different circle. I pay attention to what I'm doing. So the thought of actually like, I can't afford that friendship. That was so hard for my heart. But what God said to me was, you have to love me and my vision for you above every other relationship. There's an old redneck saying, and I like it. That's kind of where I grew up. My dad said to me, I told him, Eureka, California, because I was running a big construction project up there. The people there are all friendly, but they're so redneck. And my dad goes, son you've always done well in those communities. (laughs) We moved on with the conversation. There's an old redneck saying, either run with the big dogs or stay on the porch. And I don't know, I was a door-to-door salesman in college, and I was really successful at it. But one of the things I learned is, It's not always the big dog that'll bite you. The little dog that you think is a little dog will tear your leg off. (laughs) And so if you're sitting here in the room tonight and you're like, yeah, I see people like Sarah Warner get up. and she By the way, she's Disney-centric. That's my word for her. You'll see people like Sarah Warner get up. She's very articulate. And you think, well, I don't really have anything to offer because I can't talk in front of people. That does not make a big dog. A big dog is somebody who just figures out, it's the fight and the dog that makes you a big dog. It's not your color, it's not your shape, it's not your future, it's not your parents. I don't care how much money you have. Sometimes people with money, they are little dogs because they've never had to fight for anything, especially if it's inherited. You, anybody can be a big dog. But you gotta very intentionally look on either side of you. Who's sitting near me? Because whatever they got is contagious. I also wanna encourage you to acknowledge the pain in your journey. Because if you're gonna hold on to a deliverance, it's gonna cost you some stuff. And you're gonna be very uncomfortable. There will be times where you'll have to say, I can't run around with that person anymore. And it'll really hurt your heart. Or I have to quit dating that, that guy that, or that woman because that doesn't match my destiny. And it'll be somebody you really like. And if you weren't smart and you created some soul ties, that can, it can be like, oh my gosh, half my heart fell out. I go to a counselor, his name is Justin Sunball. I drive to Reading uh, once a month and I pay $200 for two hours. And it's worth every penny of it. I went Monday. And one of the things he talked to me about was, um, when you're in pain, do you tell people what you need? I'm like, I don't really know. He goes, I don't think you do. Because if I did, I'd know. I'm like, okay. And he was telling me a story. um, and Actually, I can't tell that story because that was his story. But what he was telling me is whenever you need something from somebody, tell them what you need. So they don't have to figure it out. Well, you should just read my mind as close as we are. I want to tell some of my friends, your mind is so small, the print is too fine. (laughs) No, I'm joking. But I think I'm a pretty intuitive person and I miss it sometimes. And I think some of my friends are awesome and they miss it too. If nobody ever really seems to know what you need, that's because you don't tell anybody. You have to believe that you're significant enough and that your deliverance matters enough that you tell people, Riley, this is what I need. I don't need for you to hug me. I don't, and if I start crying, please don't hand me a Kleenex because the minute you do, my tears will stop. That's just how I work. I tell all my counselors, ignore it. If I can ever get some tears out, please support them, ignore them. <laughs> tell people what you need, acknowledge your pain. Be willing to stay in contact with God and people who are committed to your breakthrough and to do something different when your non-breakthrough choices are brought to your attention. What that means is you're going for a breakthrough and you feel so good because you're doing so many things right and you're feeling so free. This feels awesome. And then you do something really stupid. Because we have soul patterns. I'm going to talk about soul. I'm preaching next week, too. And there's two sermons. One of them might be about soul keeping. And one of them might be about uh, uh, facts versus truth. So I'll let you know next Monday. But whenever you, and I just lost my train of thought. Uh, Thank you you'll feel really good, and every single time in the last five months I've gone, I don't think I'm gonna struggle that with that anymore. Every single time I do that, like within 24 hours, I do something stupid beyond belief stupid. What helps you maintain and get back on course, because really, if you believe that the blood of Jesus was enough and that your sins are all forgiven, You're just like, oh, I think I fell down. You see anything on my rear? Okay, I'm good again. Let's go. But it takes a while to teach your soul that. Because we're all, we're so shame ridden. And so you're going to have to choose to be humble and to go, hey, I know this is what I've been working towards. I know this is what I told you God told me. And this is what I just did. And if they beat you up for that, now if you keep doing it, or if you won't, wait, If you, keep, you will keep doing it. If it's a very deep soul pattern, it's going to take a while for your spirit man to be in charge of that soul pattern. And the, the length of time that it takes is going to be dependent upon how transparent you're willing to be. The verse at the beginning, and I said, we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. If you'll be open, people can start seeing everything you're dealing with. And so my heart learns to go, hey, I think I'm struggling. I mean, if I think I'm struggling, let me bring this to your attention, because my deliverance, I'm going to get what I'm after. And then sometimes, I'll be busy, but because I've been so open, they'll go, excuse me, are you struggling? And right then, that's a deciding point. If I go, what are you talking about? Because that's, you know, a response sometimes. What are you talking about? And then they go, well, and then they start pointing it out. I have a choice. I don't have to like it, but I do have to admit it. And the more that I learn to admit it, the better I like it. Because my time period of growth gets shorter and shorter. And then I start applying that, oh, let me just apply that to this area of my life. And pretty soon, I'm not afraid to be open. That's how you become mature. Confident people have no problem going, actually, yes, I did just say that word in traffic. Sorry about that. And I break that word curse off you in the white Camry up there. (laughs) Not that I've ever had an opportunity to break word curses off of anyone. There was actually, anyway. Doesn't need to be told, it's not a positive testimony. The other, Another point is you have to change your thinking. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And guys, we think that's information. That is not information. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what you have to know. You have to know the truth. Jesus is the truth. And when you build a relationship with Jesus... He starts giving you practical truth, because he starts talking to you all the time. He actually wants to, but you are not listening, because you had your quiet time for 20 minutes, and now I'm on with my day. You know, I got things to do today, Jesus, and I'll see you, and he's not like that. He's like, excuse me, and he's inside your chest going, yo, I'm in here. I'm with you. I have things to say to you. You'll know the truth, and the more that you listen to the truth, you'll become freer and freer. One of the things that's happened, there was a thing that I would start dancing. And I actually do like to dance, but I'm a little inhibited around your generation because we didn't do hip hop when I was learning. And a couple of years ago, the Holy Spirit was like, you know, you're missing all the fun. You go into all these weddings, and you're worried about what everybody's thinking about you, and they're not looking at you. They're out there having fun. Why don't you get on the dance floor? I'm like, oh, I could do that. Be present. Be present. Be present. Stop trying to solve things that already happen you can't do anything about. Stop thinking about them. You can control your mind. You just don't want to. And stop worrying about stuff in the future. It's not here. This one, you guys, for me, is super, super, super hard because I'm a strategist, I'm a global thinker, I'm a dad, so I'm watching all my sons and daughters, and I'm like, don't do that. Here, wait, wait. Yeah, she's a good choice. Oh, wait a second. That kind of stuff. No, just be present. Stop Because you detach from your present reality and it's in your present reality that you make the choices that blow away your future. Be willing to be uncomfortable. And this is the last part. If you're going to truly live a life of freedom, you're going to be uncomfortable a lot. For any of you who work out, and I do that, If you're never sore, you ain't working out. It's like, I go to the gym and I'm never sore. Well, that's a reason, and you don't look like you go to the gym. (laughs) The same thing works in the spirit realm. Do you have your quiet times? I have my quiet times. How many of you have done scripture? They They can literally quote chapters. You know? And you're like, yeah, but you're such a jerk to be around. (laughs) You realize that the Pharisees were the ones who made sure that Jesus got crucified. They knew the scripture better than anybody. Now, there's something very powerful about the scripture. Don't get me wrong. But we have to know it. And the more that Jesus talks to us, I love being talked to the way he talks to me. And over time, you learn. If he's pointing things out to you, it's because it says in Hebrews, the Father disciplines every child that he loves. So I just want to encourage you tonight. You can do, you can get anything you want. Just be willing to be uncomfortable. And step out of that little box that you're clutching to until the cardboard's like all raveled on the inside. It looks like a rat has been in there because something will, you know, jostle your little box, and you're like, oh, wait, 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 come back over here. Or like Seth doesn't put up the words to the first song in worship, and you're like, what kind of a worship leader is this? Oh, you mean I'm supposed to just stand in the presence? But I don't have anything to do. I'm just like, we know. We're trying to help you mature and worship. (laughs) Jesus is in you. Feel him. Be encouraged. If you're here tonight and the enemy has run you up in a corner and you compare yourself to everyone around you, stop. You're unique. He needs you, just like you are. Your DNA was not an accident. It's like, put it in a blender. Oh, screw. Oh, well, send it on out. <laughs> That's not how he does. Every one of you were perfectly made. Every single one of you. So I just want to bless you tonight. As a father in the kingdom, I bless you with hope that hope would fill your hearts if the worship band was to come up. I bless you with hope. I encourage you to know the truth because the truth is Jesus and he's within you. And you don't have to work hard. You just have to listen and let him love you. I encourage you to let go of the box. Jump out of the box. I encourage you to have hope for your life. And I break the power of everything that's been spoken over your life that doesn't match your destiny. So I bless you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. (laughs)